Welcome to the Parkscope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Joining me tonight is Nick. Nick, how are you doing, sir? Post-trip lull. Yeah, tell me about it. It's terrible. And you know what the worst part is? Is Airfare Watchdog has been hounding me, no pun intended, uh, with like discounted airfares to Orlando for the past, like, since I got here. Till today, like 145 bucks, 230 for Southwest. Come down to Orlando. Whenever you got the one for Anaheim, I got one the same day that was for double. (laughs) But even then, I mean, that's still ridiculous. Like, even my air fire is crazy. Well, the the good thing, I mean, the weird thing is, like, in the Cleveland Plain Deer, Plain Deer, the Cleveland Plain Dealer uh, yesterday. Was there talking about how uh, Spirit and Frontier are dragging down the the prices? So mm-hmm. now you're be able, you're able to find like round trip, uh, direct flights to Orlando for like two fifty usually in the Cleveland area. So that's cheap, which is ridiculous because really usually it was like three fifty round trip, not direct, yeah. un- unless you like bought on like on a sale or something. So it's 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 a really good deal, and I'm really excited about it. So. More trips to Orlando for me, and then more yep. uh, more dinners at Antihitos, right? Yep. More uh, maybe Grinchmas. Grinchmas. I'm still trying to. I'm, I'm trying to get you to agree to come down to Grinchmas. I, I would love to come to Grinchmas. The problem is I don't have any off time, and I don't know what what their Friday uh, Friday flights are like. Right. That's the problem. Ah, uh, stomach flu. Uh. <laughs> I could. Hmm. Tell me when you go to Grinchmas. We'll figure this thing out, man. <laughs> like beginning of December? Yeah, that's when we're we're looking at going down. Like uh because we want to be there for when Mannheim's there and they're only there for like okay. three weekends. So. That's cool, that's cool. Now here's a question at Grinchmas, will they have meat? <laughs> no, but they will have Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, Halloween Horror Night memes. So good, so good. I'm puppet dying, y'all. I'm puppet dying. Look at me. (laughs) I am the captain now. I am puppet dying now. Okay, so let's not spoil too much of Halloween Horror Nights. Exactly. <laughs> because, wow, that I, I, well, we're going to do um, like two other shows besides this with uh, Sean and Mike talking about Halloween Horror Nights and Diagon Alley, our impressions of all of them. Um, Nick and I have never been to Halloween Horror Nights, and none of us have been into Diagon Alley. Um, so we're going to, we're going to do those as two separate episodes sometime soon, but no one else is available tonight. So we're going to cover like the news of the past, like two, three weeks or whatever. We haven't talked, which is quite a bit when you look at it. A lot of interesting things happening. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's start off, uh, with the, with the sad news. Uh, we had the final shows for Off Kilter, The Spirit of America and Mo Rock in an Epcot uh, this past week. Um, a bunch of the um, equity actors, I, I don't know if they're equity necessarily, but they're... I think uh, they were. Even if they weren't equity, the whole entire idea of how they have, you know, they've been there long enough to get uh, health insurance and all that stuff. Um, they're all laid off, basically. Um, I, I forget the exact replacements, but like, Spear of America is getting nothing. Mar- Canada is getting... A lumberjack show or something like that. The Paul Bunyan lumberjack show. Well, no, no uh, I think that's the company that's providing it. It's not uh, necessarily okay. the show's name. It's, it's the Paul Bunyan company. Um, it's like the troupe that does it. And then they're doing a flag thing in Italy? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like a color guard, like marching band type of color yeah. guard flag thing. Which is cool because Italy hasn't had anything for a while, so... 
That's cool. And also, ever since the what the sisters left, and then they they lost everything. Yeah. Um. And and they got rid of the uh, World Showcase players, right? Yeah, they're they've been gone. They've been gone for a while. What about the um the chair stacker dude in France? Is he still there? I don't think he's been there forever. Okay. I haven't been there in forever, so. I don't think they. I don't think they've been there forever. I have not seen the uh, human statue in a long time in France. They've um, been gone. Yeah, th- those those have been gone for a long time. Um, what about the like the drummers in Japan and the tumblers in China? Um, I think they're gone too. Uh, the drummers, I think, are still there, but I don't know about the tumblers. I think those have may have been very quiet uh, removals. So basically, like they're getting rid of a lot of stuff in the World Showcase. It's really anxiety inducing especially considering the fact that reportedly all the replacement acts for what's coming are on short-term contracts so Mm -hmm. it's it's very possible you know they'll just wean our way in and then just remove them and there won't be any sort of live entertainment in epcot and that's kind of scary in a way but not surprising with the way that things are going right now yeah, I mean, Epcot's not doing very well right now. Um, they feel like they have to add a Frozen immediately in order to get people in because they don't—they have no confidence in a uh, new Soren film. Uh, there's really no countries. I mean, actually, no, that's a story we can talk about. But there's no, like no pavilions coming up. But there's that story of um, Puerto Rico looking to add a country. Yeah. How does I, that work? I don't believe that. I mean, uh, I can imagine them asking about it because I've heard about a pl- plenty of countries asking about it um, or provinces or, you know, whatever Puerto Rico is. Um, and it, territory. It, yeah, territory. Thank you. And it's just one of those things where it's like it just they, they ask about it and nothing happens about it. Because I remember Brazil was looking at it and a bunch of other places and it never happened. Um, well, I mean – like every time Food and Wine comes up and that one country has that really nice setup, it, that the rumor starts that that country is looking at going into World Showcase and that's why this pavilion's being set up like this because it's going to test the waters and blah, 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 and then nothing ever happens of it. So, you know, that's my take on it. It's just a, just a nice little rumor that's not going to mean anything in the end. I think they're they're looking into it. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, and also, I forget who said it. it. It sounds like a Len Testa quote. <laughs> if there was ever was a Len Testa quote, was um, <laughs> I expect the Puerto Rico to become a uh, uh, the fifty second state, then uh, become a World Showcase Pavilion. <laughs> exactly, I, I would agree <laughs> with that. So I mean, it's just, I mean, what? It's been thirty years since they added a country, basically, to World, world Showcase at this point. Twenty-five. Yeah, there you go. I mean, twenty-five. 80, Eighty-eight, I mean, eighty-nine with Norway. Norway was the last one. I was five years old. Yeah, I was three. Yeah, eighty-nine, so, three. Yeah. So all the listeners are yelling at their screens right now, saying, "No, it was not eighty-nine. It was whatever year." Um. But yeah, 89. Jesus. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's be honest here, though. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get these kind of contracts going, especially when people don't see, you know, the Walt Disney Company in the same light that, light like they used to, um, where it was like a kind of a mom and pop shop trying to do really cool stuff, you know. So it's like, well, why don't you guys finance it? Or, you know, they, they try to throw hardball or any of those kinds of things. It just seems a little harder um, and and also, you know, they try to get the for the World Show place when it used to be in um, right next to the uh, TTC. Mm-hmm. You remember that? It, it just seems like they're trying to really grasp for something, and they tried for it, and it didn't work, and it kind of scared off a lot of people. So, yep, I, I'm not really sure what's going on with World Showcase, but Frozen. That's about it. <laughs> which again. Is a bad fit. It would still be a bad fit if they added on to it, but it's replacing something culturally irrelevant. Exactly. So, but people won't understand that because they want to believe whatever they want to believe. So, yeah. Anyway, final shows. Final shows. So off kilter's leaving, which is which. I mean, they are like a a Celtic 
Scottish folk group. So it never made sense in Canada. So I'm not really mad by them leaving. Um, I would actually put them more close to the UK than Canada. <laughs> I always kind of consider them more UK. Like whenever I walked yeah. through there and they were performing, it just kind of, I don't, I knew, I know it was more on the Canada side of that divide, but I always considered it more of the UK. But uh, anyway. I feel like if the World Show Place wasn't there, they would just put the like the stage right in them between the two. Yeah. Um, Spirit America was the Fife and Drum Corps. Um, I believe this is the first time since uh, Disney World opened that there is no Fife and Drum Corps anywhere in any of the parks. Sounds about right. Because they used to be in uh, Liberty Square and they moved to Epcot. Yeah, so think about that, guys. 33, 33 years. 33, 43. 43? Wait, wait. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. 43 years of history down the drain. And then Mo Rock in is gone, which is whatever, you know. Morocco uh, needs more stuff, but I mean, I don't know. They never really like fit with me in there with the They weren't very cultural to me, but then you know, whatever. They were a neat little group and you I'd stop occasionally, I mean, but I'm not gonna lose sleep over any of this stuff and be honest. They yeah. I never really paid too much attention to them. If it was the voice of liberty, then I might would, you know, have at least a little bit of feel on this, but these I'm just kinda whatever. Um, MK Pony put it quite well, um, saying that he like in the in, in the uh late nineties, early two thousands was this weird kind of mixed cultural like forcefulness into World Showcase. So that's when we got off kilter, Moroccan, Tapestry of Nations, like this all sort of weird kind of eccentric alternative folk rock kind of stuff in there so mm-hmm. it, it, it's just interesting to hear her put it and um see how these things pull out it just it's just interesting and I, I always felt i felt that was kind of an interesting way to look at it like we're kind of getting rid of this late 90s eisner era stuff from epcot um which i think is good but i'm not sure if i'm gonna like or more importantly, what's going to replacement? What's going to replace it will be long term. Uh, that's my thing. If it, if I knew that like the lumberjack thing was going to be a long term replacement, lumberjack competitions are actually really cool. If you've ever seen them, like do the things they do. Now I don't know if they're going to let them like throw axes in World Showcase, you know, because that seems a little dangerous. But you know, or like the whole like holding a log up and throwing it and all that like they do. And I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to be able to do all that stuff, but you know, I mean, still they're, they're actually really cool competitions. So, I mean, if they do anything like that, it's going to be neat, but I just don't know how long term it's going to be. And that's the scary part is if they remove these after six months to a year, then nothing comes in there. Um, you know, you're going to have a big void around world showcase cause Let's be honest, there's already not a whole lot to do in World Showcase except for eating and drinking and what, there's like three films and American Adventure and two rides. So, I mean, there's not a whole lot over there. So, And well, it's going to be two rides for the next week. <laughs> There'll be yeah. one ride there. Yeah, for <laughs> until, what, until like late 2016. Years? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's going to be scary. Um, and, and the films aren't exactly a huge draw right now either. So, I mean, I mean, Impressions de France is always great, but doesn't pull people. That's what I, I mean. Like I like them, and you know, like the fan community likes them. I just don't know how many people who are going on vacation for that once in a lifetime trip to Disney World are, gonna, are saying, "Well, let's go sit in this theater and watch um, a 1980s slideshow of France." You know what I mean? Yeah. But with a wave of the hand, we move on. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on across Crescent Lake, beyond the boardwalk, to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, Backlot Tour is closed. It is closed. It is done. It is. They've dropped that thing, the giant rusty fence 
uh, awning in front of it. They are doing mm-hmm. pack activities in front of it right now. So go and enjoy your hula hoops. Um, and I, I still think they have the uh, giant tram poking out the front of it. <laughs> but, I'm sure they do. Yeah. So that's closed now. So Catastrophe Canyon's gone. It's kind of sad. It I'm is going to lie. It is kind of sad because Catastrophe Canyon is pretty awesome. But on the other hand, we did last week ride disaster and it is still open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so think about that for a second. <laughs> the what the last inside special effects type of ride in a studio park in Orlando is disaster. Yeah. That's... Who would have thunk it? Yeah. We, no one would have really. Well, no, I guess horror makeup's still there, and that's kind of special effects type of show. So I guess kind of the big point is, though, like Universal Studios Florida still has that. It's still trying to somewhat carry the torch. Well, they still have filming there. Well, barely they have filming there, but... Hey, commercials count, man. They film. And Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon. Once a year. That was great. They should do that every year. That was amazing. I'm June. fairly sure they will. They'll, yeah. they'll have to do if, it. If they do it next year, you have to get tickets, and I have to come down. It's so good. Would, it is so good. <laughs> I would love to get tickets. I tried this time. Anyway, Backlot Tour. Anyway, Backlot Tour, back to it. Um, Backlot Tour is closed. There are several rumors for that area of the theme park. Um, we won't touch on the rest of the uh, Hollywood uh, Studios Park um, because there's a lot of rumors and stuff going around. We're just going to focus on the uh, Backlot Tour area. So... The current rumor is that we're looking at a Toy Story Playland edition. So basically, we're looking at three flat rides and some sort of like Vacoma roller skater coaster edition. And then um, a third track for Toy Story Midway Mania in uh, Soundstage One, was it? Soundstage One? Yeah. Yeah. The one that yeah, the one that's had the hot set thing on it forever. The one that was supposed to be Monsters Inc. That one, um, yeah. So that that's Phase One reportedly. Um, phase Two is supposed to be some sort of Cars e-ticket indoors, which to me sounds like I'm not really sure, but it's it's Phase Two and Disney never does Phase Two, yeah. so we're not going to bother with that. Um, so that that's kind of what it sounds like. What's coming is is basically what's in Hong Kong Disneyland, and I can see them mold- or Disney Studios Paris or Disney Studios Paris, and it it kind of molds into that whole entire Honey I Shrunk the Audience area pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but also then you have to gut that whole area, and what's going to happen to? I mean, what's going to happen to the um, uh, catering company, and what's going to happen to you know the store? It's going to be gone. Yeah, all that stuff's gone, and that's sad. Because, man, that buffalo chicken sandwich is pretty good. The catering company. (laughs) I haven't been there in so long. I haven't ate there forever. I I had a really really uh, great cast interaction there. It was my sister's birthday, and like one of the sweepers, so it was my sister's birthday, and she got her a piece of cheesecake and sang her happy birthday. Yeah, I don't think I've been in even in the studios in like three, two, probably three <laughs> years now. That's pretty good. But anyway, I just want to say that to finish my story real quick is that um, I did leave. I did uh, call guest relations and told them about uh, this cast member gave her name and location. So hopefully she's gotten a raise or a promotion or something because she was really good. But she got a card. Yeah, she she got a card. Congratulations. Um, uh. Studios is, I mean, it's a studios. I, it's so lost. I don't know what to do with it. No one knows what to do with it. I mean, besides Jim Hill's Disney Hollywood Adventure. Nick? <laughs> I think I lost you for a second. Oh, Disney's Hollywood Adventure. Yeah. Um... From Jim Hill. I don't, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it needs a complete reboot. It really does. Like, they just need to go in there like they did at California Adventure and reboot. I mean, even if you leave part of the park, like DCA was left, 
you know, whenever you go into California Adventure, you still have areas that do not match the redone areas, but it still works. You could do something like that at the studios and it would be okay. And this, though, I I feel like that this is a Band-Aid on, you know, like a an arm being chopped off of of it you know like they're like here's some neosporin a band-aid and this will hold you for a little bit but it's not when people see two studios parks in orlando and one of them has diagon alley and one of them has a few flat rides i mean yeah is there any competition let's be honest there is no and diagon alley is just the start so yeah i mean the plus we got other things coming (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah other fun things that we cannot wait for oh my god oh my god <sighs> so um yeah i mean toy story playland is is it's it's like dinorama to me it's just bullshit well the famous line it does nothing that's what it does it, it does, does nothing, nothing. <laughs> other than the goggles they do nothing <laughs> The only thing it does is ruins the skyline of that park even worse than what it's already ruined. And, and a good point was brought up is that a lot of the uh, flat rides that are in uh, old school Disney parks are put in places that have pre-existing um, significant dark rides and substantial experiences. Um, I mean, like Dumbo, Teacups, and the Carousel are located between, you know in Disneyland at least, are located between Pinocchio, uh, uh, Snow White, Peter Pan, Mr. Toad, Toad, Alice, Alice. all all those rides. Even Casey Jr. and the Storybook Canal books are still really involved rides. Exactly. And and that's a problem that you look at when you look at something like Bugs Land in in California Adventure, which is just a bunch of flat rides. You just kind of go, this exists. And then walk through it. (laughs) It's like, I got to go to Tower Terror. See you guys later. Or I need to go ride the red trolley. See you guys later. You know, one of those Mm -hmm. situations. I mean, it's harmless. It doesn't, it just, I I don't have a problem with Toy Story Playland overall. Like what they do. I don't like the theme of it. I think that there's better alternatives than Toy Story, which you know, I've put those thoughts out on Twitter. That I, I would like to see it if they're going to do that. Do it themed to the Incredibles, like the Incredibles Training Center, and make those rides based off the Incredibles characters. I think it works better than shrinking you down to the size of the toy again in another area of the park, so that you are toys a toy like Woody and Buzz size going into this land. That's I a think good that, point, especially with um how um theme is in front of a uh, Toy Story Midway Mania, which is like you're entering the. The, the Pixar Studios. <laughs> and then you go and into Andy's size. bedroom. Yeah, and then yeah. yeah, that's really weird. And then you're going to come out of that environment, you're going to walk down the street, and boom, you're shrunk back down to the size of a toy, which is just odd to me. And there's and like, I mean, I know that they're that they are doing it because they have it. They have it drawn up, and you know, it's easy for them to say, "Well, we'll pick this up and put this here." But if they overlaid it. In some way, and I like the Incredibles. I'm gonna be honest; I like the Incredibles. But think of well, like the RC does. thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about like the RC thing. If Dash was pushing you in a cart up and down while he's like practicing his running or something along those lines, or um, the the parachute thing being themed to Violet and like her shield is slowing you down while you drop. I mean, there there's all kinds of. Slinky Dog could be Mrs. Incredible stretching for you to, you know, ride in her like oh, boat that they did. In the that movie. would be really cool. There's there's all kinds of options that they could do with the Incredibles with that theme that would give it a better identity. I think for the Studios Park with Toy Story Mania being right there. Yeah, but that's just me. No, I understand. So I just want to bring this up real quick. Our uh, our. Uh, Brother podcast, I would say. Brother, right? Brother podcast. Orlando uh, yeah. United Radio. Our best bros. But, well. <laughs> well. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, they just really released their new episode, and it's called Horror Nights and Meat. 
Meat. Meat. Meat. Meat. So I just wanted to bring that up real quick because if yeah. you don't know what the meat thing is, just look up Roanoke Cannibal Colony. Look that up. Look it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, because they have uh, most of the houses are on YouTube now, which is nice. Yeah. Um. So, are you done with the backlot tour, sir? Well, I guess so. It's closed. Yeah, it's closed now. So, um, I mean, it, it, I do it, have some good memories there. I will miss it. I know that, like you said, you had some uh, opportunity to participate. I had an opportunity to participate. So, you know, those are good memories, and I'm I'm part of me is sad to see the backlot tour officially close, even though it's a shell of its former self. Yeah, that's where I'm. And it, and it was it was really that area was never the same since they got rid of the backstage pass. Um, back in yeah. like, 2002. I mean, even then, when you know you were you're able to go through, you know, uh, residential street and still do all that stuff, and then you could do the backstage pass. Yeah, which is the whole entire, you know, you're on the bumblebee. Here's our Jim Henson's creature shop. Look at all this stuff. Here's who wants to be a millionaire. Play it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, even then, you know, that was still a very complete experience. And well, that's I mean, like all gone now. I remember. You know, there's certain things that kind of stick out from Disney Disney World when you were younger. You don't remember everything, but, you know, you remember certain things. Backlot Tour is one of those things I really remember. I, rem- I remember, like, the new Mickey Mouse Club stage being set up. I remember the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids van being on the Backlot Tour. I rem- you know, I remember things like that. They stand out to me. So there's a certain part of me that has a lot of memories tied to that that I remember back that I'm, I'm sad to see it go. Will the, really dip, will the dip mobile still be there? No. <laughs> oh. No. Ah. It's gone. Oh. Sadly. Sadly. I th- is, is it still there? I thought it was already gone. I, th- I, th- I thought it was still there. They just never recognized it because they're, they're uh, too cheap uh, to remove it. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's head up I-4 real quick. Let's talk about other removals, very important removals. Things that our friend, frenemy, our Bojack Horseman to the Mr. Peanut Butter of the podcast, <laughs> Derek Bergen, is desperately weeping over. That is the removal, the announcement of NASCAR Grill closing um, November 1st? November 1st. November 1st, which is also reportedly the opening for uh, Cowfish. Yep. So... NASCAR Grill is closing. What else can you say about it? <laughs> it's gone. I didn't. I didn't get a fan fueler because you guys didn't never wanted to go, and I'm very sad about that. Yeah, I never got one either. So I don't know. I mean, I wanted to. I would have gone. I definitely would have gone. We should have done that. We shouldn't just stand around and in um lost continent and go like oh no let's just go oh, no we just gone let's just go to nascar grill and get a fan fueler and head over to antihitos instead of sitting around but, yeah yeah that was also the day i got extremely dehydrated so maybe that was not a good idea that was a bad day for you that was a really bad day for me i i really wanted to do those houses it never happened <sighs> anyway i i mean i'm fine with this i mean I'm sure it's going to come back fairly similar similar in concept. It's going to be some type of a sports grill, most likely, considering the quick timeline that we heard of it being ready by Christmas season. I, I think that was my projection. I don't think that's uh, an actual timeline because what I'm what I'm okay. what I've heard was just like NBC Sports Grill. So you know, yeah, that's what I've heard. I mean, the whole entire idea behind, you know, we're, we'll repaint some stuff. We'll put some new TVs in. We'll get a new menu in, and all of a sudden it's, you know, an, another sports bar. You know, I mean, really, when you look at it in City Walk, it you wouldn't don't... surprise me if the menu didn't change much at all. Well, I think, I think a NASCAR Girl has that menu like copyrighted or something. I would not be surprised, but I, I'm not really sure because that's like an independently owned shop from yeah. what I hear. So I wouldn't be surprised if the menu changes too much. But I mean, when you look at a sports bar, you're looking at wings, burgers, pretzels, wraps, sandwiches, that kind of situation. So I don't see it changing that much. Um, Let's see here. Pull up the menu, Nick. 
Well, that's fine. I'm going to look at the NBC Sports Grill <laughs> menu. I don't think that's an actual restaurant. I think they're creating it for this location. There is one. Ooh, really? Is it in the uh, Raleigh-Durham uh, airport? No, it's in Philadelphia. Never heard of the place. If only if There's only a- we had someone living in Philadelphia to scope out this location. <laughs> Well, this is what Sean told me. What's coming up is the NBC Sports Arena in Philadelphia, but they have a restaurant there. Okay. And Sean actually told me about this. This is how I knew about it. So, but it's just a Facebook page. <laughs> so I don't know really what all they have, but apparently it's something up there in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's attached. To, know, it it's be- attached to that kind of sports complex in that area. Um, yeah. So I imagine they're gonna have a good beer selection. They're gonna have some pretty good oh, food. Oh, nice. Um, what I, what the big problem, it's like a wild wings. I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, I feel like they need some sort of Americana esque restaurant besides Margaritaville. And I feel like putting yeah. NASCAR as the front of it kind of limits people. But if you say sports bar, people are like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, they got sports in there, you know? So it's, it's like ESPN club, I think, you know, well, and I think that's one of the things that might have hurt NASCAR, honestly, is that it was branded towards NASCAR instead of being branded towards sports overall. Even though they clearly had more than just NASCAR sports playing in there, you know. Yeah, when I was down there in June, they had uh, they were advertising on their giant billboards like we have the World Cup. It's like, but you're still yeah. the NASCAR grill. <laughs> I don't know if I want to yeah. watch the World Cup in the NASCAR grill, so. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for what's coming up. Yeah, I mean I'm fine with it. Like I said, it's, it's I'm fine with this change. It's not gonna. Really I really don't kill me either way. I don't think it's part of a, a City Walk 2.0 movement, really. Um, no, not from I, what. Go ahead. No, you first. I was gonna say not from what what we've been told. It's not a City Walk 2.0. This is extenuating circumstances. Why this change is happening. Yeah. I mean, City Walk 1.0 was mostly the bread box, Antihitos, Vivo, uh, Cowfish, Moving Starbucks, Cold Stone situation. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think this is something that they had earmarked, but it's happening sooner than they thought. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, NASCAR Grill is gone. Pour one out for the NASCAR grill. Actually, um, so staying in the same resort, but let's talk about positive things. Let's talk about construction real quick. Um, so you and I and, well, all of us, including your wife and Mike and Sean, have seen construction finally in person. Yes. And um, reportedly they're doing uh, footers right now and um, – deep pylon kind of setting, you know, the kind of uh, foundation work. And maybe we'll be seeing some sort of... You could hear him doing that if you stood around there much at all. Yeah. So they're doing a bunch of foundation work, uh, which is cool. And we've seen permits about uh, rock work indoors and outdoors, or indoors at least. At least indoors. uh, We're assuming outdoors too, but indoors at least. Yeah, exactly. So that's been progressing pretty well. Um, anything else you want to add to that construction? Um, whenever you see it in person, you get a better appreciation of the size of this project. It's it's a pretty big, big project, big plot of land. Me and Sean and uh, Jennifer walked from Cabana to Royal Pacific one morning, so we got to got to walk by it on the um, the road there and. It's a it's a good size piece of land, really really good size piece of land. So it should be a a big project, a a huge e ticket type of ride. I'm I'm really well. We know it's going to be an e ticket type of ride, but it's going to be it's a good size piece of land. It's more it's bigger than what you realize, basically from inside the park. And what's really interesting is that um they're going to do a new King Kong attract new King Kong movie in 2016, and uh, Netflix and Universal are doing a King Kong. Like kids animated show in 2016. Yep. So this seems to be kind of like the whole entire thing they're aiming for is like 2016 for an attraction, um, 
the movie and this animated show. So a big push. Big push. Really interesting. They're really aiming for something here. So yep. I'm I'm really excited by what by what I see. And and that is a massive area. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I mean I mean, I assume they're gonna re uh they're going to move around how the uh, Jurassic Park area works there, but that's gonna, that's massive. It's it's the Jurassic Park area is now going to start near uh, Thunder Falls Terrace, and um, yeah, who knows? It's a what's lot bigger happen. than what you realize. Yeah, you you think it's really small, but it's, you could they can make that pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else you want to add with construction? Not really. Sooner the better. Sooner the better, definitely. Um, so let's move on to the big news from today on Thursday, October 2nd, 2014. Is that uh, Mr. Robert Iger has been, uh, his contract has been extended to 2018 to be CEO of the Walt Disney Company. They are naming a COO in 2015 as a replacement for Iger in 2018. Um, I mean, I think Iger was already said to replace to be replaced in 2014. Then they moved it to 2017, and now 2018. Bobby's back. Bob, he's never gonna leave. He's like Eisner. Mm-hmm. Um, Eisner well, was good for the parks is. originally when he had Frank Wells. Yeah. Um, later on, he put Paul Pressler in, and that was bad times. I've never thought Iger was good for the parks. I've never thought Iger was good for the parks, but you can't deny the numbers he gets from a business standpoint. If you look at it from like the stock market side of things, and oh no, you can't all that. He's you cannot. He's you I cannot mean, deny that. And and also, but here's the part: like, how much is he milking versus how much is he like doing for the future? Because right now, I feel like he's just kind of going, whatever. People are going to show up, kind of situations. That's what I've been. I'm kind of. Shocked that he extended to 2018 on one standpoint, but then the other standpoint, I'm not because he's they're, they're not investing a lot in the U.S. parks really right now. It doesn't look like they have a lower investment, I mean, they have a lo- lower investment to like profit ratio than before, t- than like since 2001. It's yeah. like they're making so much money, but they're investing so little in the parks. Mm-hmm. It's r- insane, it is insane. And, you know, when is that bubble going to burst? Because that's going to be the bubble. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is I mean, that's one of the reasons why I'm surprised he extended. But I could see about 2018 to 2020 being when that bubble starts to pop. But then again, then you'll have Avatar coming online and all that. So, you know, it might be I think the bubble's going to pop in 2015. Actually, this year, 2015. I could see that from... Yeah, I could see that from an attendance standpoint and a bookings of hotel rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so since Iyer extended into 2018, um, I, guess, I guess a big question we have is, like, what's happening with his two big projects under his watch, which is basically Shanghai Disneyland and Avatar Land? Um, I would not be surprised if Shanghai is delayed again. Well... I think Shanghai's going to be delayed. It just... The pictures don't look like it's even close to being ready in any way, shape, or form. So Pretty much, yeah. That That's a mess of a project. It's not even funny. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you... That, that, uh, I'm sorry, continue. I was going to uh, you get what you pay for is what comes to mind whenever Shanghai comes up. I mean, it's it's China, and China's not necessarily known for the best as far as doing things the right way and all that, so. That's truth. Or or also, you know, kind of pushing people to do things or being... Exactly. Um, yeah. Asking for favors a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um... They're behind on Shanghai. I don't know what to say besides that. Um, and also, you know, because of Hong Kong, what's happening in that area. You know, all mm-hmm. that requires is one stray bullet. And Hong Kong is no longer a tourist destination. 
destination. Uh-huh. And that kind of screws over Disney in that location. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I just, I don't think I'd be building in Shanghai or in China right now, but you know, I understand on one hand why they're doing it and on another hand I don't, but yeah, I just, I just feel like Bob doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> and I, I mean, that's a big thing. And also like, is Avatar delayed now? I mean, that was already delayed a year. Now it could be another year. We we don't see any uh, vertical construction, which now let's be honest here. Kong, we know there's foot, you know, there's patterns going on. There's uh footers going in because we can see it. But Avatar, we see a, a crane maybe. Mm-hmm. But, That's about it. But I mean, we can see better in Islands of Adventure, which is fine. We understand we can. But like, it's like what's going on there? I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Yep. Wait. Wait and see. We will see. Wait and see trademark. <sighs> so, the, I guess... I'm looking forward to Avatar, though. I will say that. I'm getting more and more excited about Avatar as time goes on. So. I don't think anyone's really not excited about Avatar. It's more of kind of like a, eh, situation. Well, I mean... I wasn't at all. I mean, there was no way that I was excited for any aspect of Avatar. But the more and more I think about it and the closer that it gets to actually happening, I mean, I think it it was just like one of those things that, oh, we're building Avatar. And you're like, okay, and when are you going to start? And But now that they've actually started, it kind of, you know, it's making it more real that, that, okay, this thing might actually happen. So Yeah, even then it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Something's going on. I don't like the the theme, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, are you on Twitter right now? Because Buzz posted like 32 minutes ago. Someone has like a giant crystal skull star- like staff in front of him at Bill and Ted. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. God. Okay. Okay. Let's let's talk about one thing about Halloween Horror Nights. One thing. Um, Bill and Ted. Good show. How great was that show? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. That was very, very very good. I will will say the one thing about Bill and Ted's is that it proved to me how little bit I know about current pop culture on some aspects of things. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I mean, like, about what music... I mean, basically what it was was... I mean, okay, let me put this. What did you not understand? Well, I didn't know what the puppet dying thing was until later when I looked it up. I had no idea what that was. That was all you know? about uh, smog and uh, the not the Lord of the Rings, but the Hobbit. Yeah, but I didn't know that until later. Like, because apparently it's something on YouTube too. Like, it's it's a YouTube thing too that I didn't know about. But I mean. I Wait, liked it. It was a it was a YouTube thing too. I think that's what I, I heard. I did not know that. Hmm. I might be wrong. Interesting. Um. So also breaking news from Anaheim, California. The Mickey Sun Wheel stuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I see that on Twitter. Wow. Thanks, guys. Wow. Much reporting. Such news. Um. That would stink. Yeah. And also, uh, our buddy, our homeboy, Seth Kaberski, ran into uh, ILO in Springfield. He seems to be out and about for Horror Nights. There's a good chance you're going to catch up to him at some point. If you just know who you're looking for and you pay attention, you it, might catch him. Especially, like, this, like, beginning of, like, the first few weeks or so. Yeah. He's been out. So, we, I mean, we we talked to him for a little bit, so. Shook yeah. his hand, got, got I, I talked to him for a little bit, and you guys ran off and went to Walking Dead or whatever you did. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we wanted to get the houses in, and I mean, you were not in a condition to do the houses, so. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
I left you with the people who weren't doing the houses. <laughs> I, I needed more water and to talk to Mike Aiello, so we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> I did get to shake his hand, though. You know, that was cool. So. Yeah, he patted me on the back on a shirt, and I'm never washing that shirt again. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, More because of the Fountain of Fair Fortune than anything, but, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about one thing about Hollywood Horror Nights. Do you want to talk about one quick thing about Diagon Alley as a preview? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Just pick one. Because you mentioned the Fountain uh, of Fair uh, Fortune, so. Let's just talk about the shows, then. There we go. We all like them. Well, they were the surprise, I think. I think that they, they really – like I didn't watch anything going into Diagonally. I have not watched any videos. I've seen some pictures, but I haven't seen like the depth of Diagonally until I went in there. I've seen like the pictures from like when you first come in of the first initial view, and I've seen a couple pictures from mainly Celestina, and, but I haven't like really watched anything about it or seen like a complete tour of it. So – those shows really surprised me. They were really, really good, really enjoyable experiences. Yeah, so ab- about about that view real quick. So when you're underneath the bridge, the bridge to nowhere, looking towards Gringotts, how great is it like that forced perspective? Because that's all uphill and forced perspective. Yeah. That, well, I mean, that is nuts. That, that just, is legitimately insane. That's what I tweeted out. Um, a picture of the bridge to nowhere, and I said, "I'm sorry for everything I ever said about you, because I truly am. Because <laughs> it's, it, it, it's it's really does its job and it does it well. And now I understand why it's there. Yeah. And um, so I don't want to go into what show is your favorite yet, because we'll save that for the Diagon Alley show. Sounds um, good. S- same with the the Halloween Horror Night show. Um, but we saw Celestina Warbeck. We saw. The Beetle, the Bard, both shows, The Fountain of Your Fortune, and The Three Brothers. Yeah. So, yeah, that th- those I, I really do think the shows are kind of the sleeper hit because all three of those shows are fantastic. Yeah. So Un- unsurprisingly fantastic. Whenever you compare it to what was happening in Hogsmeade, the shows that you're kind of like, oh, that's nice. Let's go do something else. These are more like. Well, let's stay here and let's watch this, which really surprised me considering what's happened in Hogsmeade. I, I made two comments before, and I stand behind them. One of them is that the Diagon Alley shows easily stand up to any of Disney's regular stage shows. And yeah. these are just things you stop by and watch. And second of all, I would say Celestina Warbeck has better songs than anything in Frozen. That that set list she does is better than any Frozen song available. Yeah. So. I, and and it, it feels um, feels very organic to the area too, which is good. Yeah, exactly. It just it's fantastic. So I guess that's maybe a preview <laughs> of our Diagon Alley coverage. Maybe. Yeah, a lot to talk about with that one. Yeah, we have a lot of positives. We have a few negatives to talk about yes. Diagon Alley. Um, I'm interesting to talk about uh, Halloween Horror Nights with everyone. I feel like there's some positives and negatives to talk about that too. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that was an interesting experience to say the least. Um let's check meat. Meat meat meat. Um I'm I'm taking I'm checking Twitter right now. Uh see if there's anything new because I'm Papa Dine, y'all. I'm Papa Dine. Um is there anything new? Halloween is at a ninety minute wait right now. Wow. Deserves it. Yep. Um, uh, apparently they have not brought back the human sacrifices. Yeah, long. that is interesting. So um, we were told to expect a, some form of it or a replacement this week. And so far, nothing. So It's going into a rewrite, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, nothing else really much to report. Interesting. Yeah, so um let's see. Is Nick is Mike on? You're Nick. Is Mike on even? Nope. No Mike. No Mike. <sighs> He's pedaling his bicycle. He's Mike got a mic. Yeah. 
Sean's supposedly doing things with people who he might know. I don't know. What he's no, doing. he's not. He's a yeah, liar. He, he claims to have friends. He doesn't really, know people. He's really just like sitting in his chair, petting Baloo, playing his Destiny. whatever. Destiny. Yeah, the, whatever system he's playing at the moment. PS4 or probably Wii U. Either of those two. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah, pretty much. So, Nick, where can we find you at on internet? Uh, Parkscope Nick on Twitter. Is there an underscore? Name, nope. No but underscore. the name is Nick Nicholas Logan. Nick- <laughs> <laughs> I am Nicholas Theodore Logan. Um, you can Nick find me Nicholas at Logan. Parkscope Joe, or you can call me Parkscope. Uh, God, what was the full thing I put on there? Joe S. Preston Esquire. Preston Esquire. Joe S. Preston Esquire. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted. Good references. So good this year. Ugh. Again, preview for a Halloween Horror Night coverage. So um, you can follow all of us at Parkscope. Um, you can go online to parkscope.net. You can leave us a rating on iTunes at Parkscope. Parkscope? I don't know. Just go to iTunes and then Search type in. Search for Parkscope. Parkscope. Um, we, we had a bunch of more negative reviews. So we're like at far, we're at far, far, we're at uh, four stars right now or something. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. But who knows? Um, on behalf of Mike, Sean, uh, thank you very much. Have a good night. Nick, good night. Good night. Take care, everybody. Love everybody. Hate everything. Kungaloosh. Kungaloosh. <laughs>